Well, Mr. Race's wealthy business partner, Mr. Ness, has threatened to dissolve the partnership if James meets Betty marries his nephew, Carl. But Carl, who studied law in school at the expense of Mr. Neff, has looked over the partnership papers and finds Mr. Neff cannot dissolve the partnership. This episode takes place later that evening in two scenes. Mr. Neff's home, and then to the Ace's bungalow. The first to Mr. Neff, where we find him with his lawyer. Now you look here, Claiborne. You're my lawyer. You mean to say there's nothing I can do about dissolving this partnership if I want to? Well, according to this technicality that your nephew points out... Oh, my nephew. Well, yes, it's caused here on page four. You mean to sit there and tell me that a boy just out of law school is got to stop? Well, not exactly stop, Mr. Neff, but he happens to bring out a very important point here where he states you can't dissolve the partnership as easily as you thought you could. Well, that's a fine state of affairs. I pay you lawyers thousands of dollars to draw a contract. And you let an amateur come in and find the loophole. Well, it's a technique. I don't know anything about that. <clears throat> All I know is that I want to dissolve this partnership. If my nephew marries that girl and you sit there and tell me I can't. Well, as it happens, but if you want to take a chance... All I want to know is can I or can't I? Oh. Of course you can, if you insist. Well, that's all I want to know. But you might have a lawsuit on your hands if you won't be able to win. Well, who's going to sue me? Your partner can sue you. According to this clause, you can't dissolve partnership, and neither can he without a good, solid business reason. That is, unless you or he can show that one or the other has employed unscrupulous business methods, or that you or he can prove that one or the other has willfully neglected the business. Even then, there seems to be a one-year notice clause here. There uh, seems to be. Good heavens, Claiborne. Didn't you draw up these papers in the first place? Well, not exactly. I, I turned it over to one of the men at the office, and he told well, me... Well, that... that's fine. That's what I've been paying you for all these years. And now you let a schoolboy come along and make a monkey out of you. Well, I never dreamed that anyone would go into all these clauses that carefully. That boy seems to have made quite a study of this contract. He has, eh? Yes. Just out of school, you say? Yes, and I sent him through school. That's what burns me up. Sent him through school at my expense, and he turns around and does this to me. That's what I spent my money for, so he could stab me in the back. <laughs> I don't see what there is to laugh at. Well, you'll have to admit it's quite a good joke on you, T.Y. He seems to have made a pretty good beginning at law. <laughs> does, huh? Well, <laughs> well, the joke's going to be on you if you don't get busy and figure out some way for me to get out of this. Uh, out of this partnership? Yes. If he marries that girl, I'm through with it. And the only way I can keep him from marrying her is to threaten to dissolve this partnership. Well, T.Y., I'm afraid you'll have to think of some other way to keep him from marrying her. Oh, that's what I pay you for. Now you figure up a way. Well, no, that shouldn't be so difficult. How about paying her off and sending her away? Paying her off? Yes, it usually works. Is that all you can think of? A, a way to spend my money? Well, it usually works. It works with this girl. I'll say it'll work. That's all she's after. The money she thinks I'm going to leave him. But I don't want to throw away any money. Oh, come now, T.Y. It's not throwing money away. It's an investment. Investment? Yes, you're getting your nephew's freedom for a few dollars. A few dollars? How much is that? Well, that depends on the girl. Uh, what kind is she? Who is she? I told you, she's the niece of that partner of mine. His wife, sister, daughter. Yeah. Uh, about how old? I don't know. Well, not too old, I mean, not the gold digger time. Well, she's just a kid, not even 20. Oh, that ought to be easy, say, about, uh, 5,000? 5,000? That's all. That's all. Now, you look here, Claiborne. If you think I'm, 
Uh, how do you think I make my money? Betting on horses? <laughs> and stop that laughing. Oh, I always laugh when you get excited about spending a little money, G.Y. Why, with all your cash, you don't have to... Oh, stop counting my money. Five thousand dollars. I'll give her a thousand. Well, if you say so, but I'm pretty sure it won't work. We'll try. I'll do it myself, then. No, wait a minute. This is a rather delicate matter, T.Y. You better have me there just in case. You don't want any suits, you know. Well, you can be there, but I'm offering a thousand. I'll call her up. I will come to my office in the morning. I'll call her now. She lives with Mr. Ace. Oh, no, 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 no. Just a minute. Let's discuss the details. Uh, you can call her later. What's there to discuss? Well, let's figure out just what is the best figure you'll go to if she turns you down. I won't pay any five thousand. I'll take it easy, see why you may have to. After all, the girls And Paul showed the expression on his uncle's face this afternoon when he showed him the clause in the contract is one he'll never forget. Mr. Matt didn't know whether to be mad at Carl or proud of him. <laughs> proud of him. Proud because here Carl found a loophole in the papers. That, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> now, just a second, Betty. What I want to know for sure is that Carl's absolutely certain that the old man can't call off our partnership. Oh, absolutely. He'll be over himself later and tell you all about it. Oh, I'm so excited. There's nothing to stop us now. Nothing except Mr. Ness cutting Carl out of his will. Carl doesn't care about that, and neither do I. All we know is that we love each other. The only thing that kept us from getting married was Mr. Ness resolving the partnership. But it's current now. That's the part I still don't understand. What happened? Will somebody please tell me just what happened? Oh, Jim, why don't you listen I when... I'm listening. Oh. I still don't know what it is. What did Carl do? Well, Carl is, uh... Oh, you explain it, girl. Where's your Marge? Well, I'll try. Well, explain it in words of one cylinder. Now, what is it, Marge? Well, Mr. Merrick, as you know, said that he'd break up the partnership if Betty married Carl. Yes, I know that. But what did Carl do? He read over the partnership papers and he found... Just a second. That's where I lose track. He read what? The partnership papers. The contract that he and I... Please, dear, Marge has explained it and doing a very good job. Oh, am I? Yes, you're doing fine, Marge. Now, go ahead. He read what papers? Well, when Mr. Ace and Mr. Neff went into business, they had to have an agreement drawn up, a contract which made them possible. Well, Carl read this agreement over very carefully and found a clause which said that neither Ace nor Mr. Neff could dissolve the partnership for a reason like, uh, well, Betty wanted to marry Carl, for instance. That was in the contract? What was in the contract? That in case Betty wanted to marry Carl, Mr. Neff couldn't break up the partnership? No, Aunt Jane. Of Betty. Marge said that, didn't she? I did not. I said he couldn't dissolve the partnership for any trivial reason. For instance, like uh, Betty wanting to marry Carl. That's what I thought he said. That's the part I couldn't understand. How did they know Betty would want to marry Carl when they made the contract? Well, we didn't know anything like that. Well, how did it get in there? It's not in there. Mark, didn't you just say it was? No. I said the partnership couldn't be dissolved on account of anything as trivial as Betty wanting to marry Carl, for example. Well, there must be something wrong with my ear or an echo or something. I keep hearing you say Betty wanting to marry Carl. Oh, I give up. Oh, now, wait a minute, Mars. Don't give up. You're doing good. I don't think I am. Yes, you are. We'll get it straight now. Now, just take it easy. You take it easy. He's trying to tell you that Carl found the technicality in the contract. He did? Yes. When? This morning when he read it. In the contract? Yes. Well, uh, oh, what's the technicality? What's the (laughs) technicality? 
Well, I give up now. Well, that lady just invaded the brain. I'll upgrade you on Jane. Paul studied law at school. He found something in the contract that says Mr. Neff can't break up the partnership. Simple? Well, now, let's not call names. I think I get it now. Paul read this contract and he found something about the law. That's it. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Why didn't we say It's about the law. Well, that's pretty good on call part, isn't it? I'll say it is. I'm proud of it. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's one thing I don't know anything about law. Uh, one of the theories of things. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have to be almost, well, well, smart. Mm-hmm. Yes, almost. Yeah. Why, he could be a lawyer, couldn't he, Betty? And he's going to be on a very fine one, too. That's what he tries to do after your marriage. He is. Isn't that marvelous? A lawyer in the family. My father's a doctor and now a lawyer. If anybody around here ever gets knocked down by an automobile, we can get everything in a hotel, can't we? Well, the hotel? Yeah. yeah, well, now, that's a pretty thought, Jane. Oh, well, President Company accepted this. And Carl. Oh, oh, sure. A lawyer. And he found all this in the contract by just reading it. Yes, Aunt Jane, isn't he marvelous? I'll say the world he is. I wonder if you could read my marriage license. Oh, you're ma- What? Oh, well, just joking, dear. Oh, you're fine. Well, enough joking around. Mm. So Carl's going to be a lawyer. Is he going to quit working in the real estate business? He wants to. This town's overrun with lawyers. There's very little chance for a newcomer. It's going to take quite a while to make a living at it. Oh, I intend to go on working after your night. You do? Of course, and it's all right with Carl. Then, but we both the end, we can manage quite nicely. You mean you're going right on working after you're married? I certainly am. Well, it's modern generation, these jitterbugs. Oh, yes. I admire you for it, Betty. You have my blessing. Thanks, Mark. All right, you can get old man Neff's blessings. You're really sad. If Nick Neff would only say it's all right, then you wouldn't have to work with all the money he's got. We wouldn't touch a cent of his money. But if he wants to give it to you and to call. We're not depending on it. But if he leaves you all his money and to call. All right, Jane. When the time comes to discuss that, we'll discuss that. As it stands now, old man Neff's probably so mad he can't see straight. Well, I'll answer it. He might change his mind when he sees Carl as in trap for his partnership Yeah. Hello? Yes? Yes, he's here. Who is it, Carl? Well, who is it then? Yes, he's here, but who is it? Oh, I bet it is, Carl, isn't it? No, I won't let you talk to her until you tell me who it is. Oh, silly. Well... Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Neff. Oh, yes, he's here. Oh, isn't that all? Oh, yes, Mr. Neff, I didn't recognize his voice. Oh. That was a fine thing you said, Jane. Yes. Well, I didn't recognize his voice. Yes, I can. What time, Mr. Neff? Uh, at your office at 10 o'clock? Yes, I'll be there. Oh, we want you to come to the office. Good work. Yes, Mr. Neff. Oh, let me talk to him, Betty. Give me the phone. Oh, and Jane, wait a minute. No, don't. Oh, um... Hello, Uncle Neff. Uncle, oh, great. Hello? Uh, Hello? Oh, we were cut off. Isn't that <laughs> Well, <laughs> Betty believes that Mr. Neff has softened in his attitude toward her. But she finds out differently when he offers her money to go away. All of which we learn when next we meet the Eviator.